Welcome to Hopsack, a beer podcast with an Infosec problem. I'm your host, Ethan, and I'm here today with Darb Larsis. Today is probably March 89th or so, and this is our first episode. Well, it's episode five, but the first one that we're recording remotely because we're social distancing here. So be patient with us, although I guess a bunch of us have been doing a lot of virtual happy hours, but a virtual bottle share. Despite that of being invited to a couple, this is kind of my first one. So it took some science to make sure we have the right and the same beers. So not only good beers, but the right ones uh, to share. So Darb Larsis, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks so much for the care package. It's really cool that you like sent the same one so we could have the same beers um, instead of just like having whatever. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, we have the same. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. So before we start, what, what beer are, are we drinking? I usually have the, the guests Hello, okay. tell, tell us about this. Yellow Cake by Finback. It's it's sort of like a it's a hazy with a substantial amount of of lemon and vanilla in it. Pretty pretty thick, pretty I've murky. I had a yellow cake. I never had a yellow cake. I think yellow cake's just like that kind of generic cake that everyone gets like for their birthday, sort of like a grocery store yellow cake. No. Uh, I thought it was something more special, but it's good. <laughs> so as we usually start here, what got you into craft beers or which one was your, the, that craft beer that you, you had, you were like, you know what? I kind of like this, this craft beer thing without even knowing that was craft beer. Well, oh gosh, it's, it was a long time ago in a gar galaxy far, far away. Um, so believe it or not, I used to drink macro beer <laughs> and, you know, around 21, just like, you know, you didn't have that, that much taste or money back then. So you just kind of was like buying, you know, Bud, Bud, Bud Light, just whatever was cheapest, pretty much, you know, that's the mentality. And then in the stores, they started having like this little section at the end with other stuff like other oddities that didn't fit into that so one day i'm looking and i see this this huge like gray speckled bottle it's got a pink elephant on it it says a bunch of belgian stuff on it it's got blue foil on the top i was like what is this i read the bottle and it says uh delirium tremens so i'm like this is really strange you know i'm gonna buy one i'm gonna take it home and i'm gonna just try it and so i did that and it was like such a good beer like it was fruity champagne -y, spicy it was just like everything and so at that point i was just like i need to go search out like awesome beers like this so believe it or not i started with delirium tremens and like belgian beer and lambics and stuff so you started you with, real, with real good beer <laughs> yeah i started with the best and i worked myself uh, <laughs> down <laughs> Have you had the variants of the delirium? Because they have yeah, so the Christmas one. They have other a couple other ones, right? Their brewery um, has a 
actually has an event in Chicago every year, Delirium Day, I think it's called, and they bring everything that they make pretty much. I think it's at Patty Long's and they give away a bunch of like swag and all the beers are there. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty good. I went to that a couple times and that's one of the reasons I've tried so many of their beers. I think ordinarily the only ones that you can really find here are the Delirium Tremens and the Nocturnum. Nocturnum. Yeah, I was, I was saying Christmas, but no, I was thinking about the, this one that we're talking about. You are thinking about the right one. That's like the one that's like darker and more spicy and pretty Christmassy. Okay. And so you really never had any Belgian beers before then? Not really. I remember buying like Stella Artois a couple times and yep. thinking, ooh, this is kind of nice. And it was before InBev bought it. So it yep. used to taste like pretty pretty decent. I didn't really see it as a like a Belgian-y beer just because it's not. It doesn't have like the same level of sort of like flavor, even in its original form. Um, yeah, way back in the day, way before I enjoyed really like good beers, I went to New York City and I ended up somehow in a beer bar that I'll never remember the name. And they all, they had like a lot of Belgian beers. And, and I remember like ordering like one, I think it was like $14. I was like, Oh, holy crap, this is very expensive and this and that. Like, it was good, but I certainly did not appreciate it. Now, like, thinking back, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should have known beer back then, but I didn't. So, There's so many Belgian beers. Like, yep. like if you go to Belgium or if someone has a really impressive Belgian list, like Hopleaf yeah. um, or a Map Room, it's like there's like uh, hundreds of these little of these little breweries like these little abbey breweries that are just putting out like their, their i don't know doubles or triples or so that brings to my next question so mm -hmm. you said hot leaf you said map room uh, so where kind of are you located and do you want to come not... what do you kind of do for a living or you, you just want to talk about here <laughs> I'll I'll brush through it. I'm at I'm on the northwest side, so I'm near O'Hare. I'm near the airport. Um, there's not a crazy amount of breweries around here. Um, there used to be a really good beer bar called Fishman's, which closed down. It reopened, then it closed down again. Um, but that's. But that's really it. We have another place called uh, Beer on the Wall near us that has like a really good selection. And um, so people that are not from Chicago, if they come to Chicago and they land in Terminal 6, they're going to be very close to you, right? <laughs> yeah, stop, stop by. <laughs> Yeah, they can then stop by and listen to your recommendations here. Well, uh, microphones near there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know a bunch of people, even like folks that uh, travel internationally. They, they come here and they go straight from the airport. And Terminal Six was a joke, by the way. Um, but, uh, yeah, they go from the airport to their microphone or Unane and like nonstop. But there are there are other other ones uh, around there, right? More you you've gone 
gone to Moore. Yeah, Moore is a little south. It's it's more like in the west suburbs. Um, but they have a second location now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They just opened up a spot in Huntley, but that's pretty far out. That's like past uh, Barrington. I would say that's about an hour, oh, hour wow. northwest. Wow. But it's good that it they expanded, right? Especially before everything that happened that we're leaving in. Yeah, and there's no, there's not a lot of beer out in those parts, so I think it's cool that you know when when they go out like that, you know, those people have access to that. I can't imagine moving away from Chicago, like out into the middle of Illinois. It's like, where would you get like a lot of great beers? You'd probably have to find like the one place that's like within 15, 20 mile vicinity and just hope that it's good. Yep. <laughs> How about Ren? Did you, were you close to Ren when they existed or? Yeah. They, they didn't make that much beer though. They, for a while, they were just doing like some releases and they were pretty good. Um, they're, you know, you, they released them on a certain day. A lot of people came. It's kind of strange. Cause it was like, it's like a restaurant too. Yeah. They had a couple locations, right? Uh, they were kind Schomburg. of like the local, like rock bottom type of mm -hmm. place. But yeah, towards the end, they started making some like, Hazy IPAs when hazy, not, not a lot of people were making hazy IPAs. And the guy from phase three, right? He was there before he went to more and started phase three. Is that oh, I didn't know that. I think that's the, I think that's the story there. What's his name? Sean? I think this is Yeah. Yeah. So I think he started at Ram, then Ram shut down, he went to more and then he started his own thing, which is phase three. That's why it's called phase three. Wow. You learned something. Now I'm it all comes together. See, this is informative. So is this beer getting any better or worse once it warms up? I think once it's warming up, the lemon's even coming out more. Yeah, I can get that <clears throat> on the nose for sure much more than before. It's very refreshing for a nice day in Chicago land. So out of the, how about Unane? Like, I, I don't wanna like, here's the hard part about just talking to people that live in, in this area here, right? <laughs> we talked a little bit about some of the beer bars and some of the breweries, but, um, and I think you and I talked a little bit before we want to talk about the changes that COVID brought to the beer industry. And at least from a consumer perspective, what we've been seeing here, and that's uh, obviously with the internet and social media, you can see that it's, it's happening all over the place, but we can talk a little bit more about this here. But um, some of the breweries that I think we've never talked about here is Microphone and Hunane. Do we want to talk about that? Do we want to talk about yeah, that? I think we want to talk about other ones. I don't know. I think we should talk about Hunane because they're like so. It's such a underrated sort of hush hush awesome brewery of Chicago. Um, they make they make like a whole bunch of sa uh, sours and then they have uh, they make stouts. They don't make that much variety of beers, but they make you know pretty they make hazy ipas um 
stouts and sours. And when you go there, everything's very straightforward, black, black, white sort of color scheme. Same with the cans. Uh, they, they just give really ample pours. Um, they have so many, like they have a sour called La Soul and they have maybe two dozen variants of it with different fruits and they're just so impeccably done. And then they also have barrel aged versions of those. One cool thing that I think they did was um, they moved to a bigger spot and the owner learned to barbecue like smoked meats. And he's been like perfecting that craft for the last year as they transitioned to the new spot. It's so crazy that once they were going to do, they, they did like their soft opening and then this whole COVID thing happened. So that they're doing to go and that's all that's going on right now. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Many, 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 many places they had to pivot to curbside takeout or delivery and things like that. And they never planned for that, right? Especially breweries. That's well, yeah, have, you, have you had their food? I haven't had their food. Uh, their first location didn't have any food. It was one of those tap rooms where you order food on a to go menu. Their, their new one, I never, I didn't make it to the soft opening. Um, I'm kind of excited to see maybe they'll rush and put some outdoor space soon because it looks like with the restrictions, like they could reopen soon um, if they get some outdoor seating and do reservation only. I think we'll get a chance to try try it. Do you recall Do you recall which one of the like variants of Lasso that that you like because they have like the different like the diff different fruits right i think i had passion fruit was really good um watermelon was pretty refreshing as well and they also have, like, like they, a berry. They, have the, they have the sister brewery right which is hubbard's cave i think is the name which is yeah. there and they make the stouts and eventually the IPAs and stuff like that. I but mean, I think all their cans say Hubbard's Cave now, at least yeah. all the ones that I've seen in the store. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I like their berry ones. So like I kind of tend to like like blueberry, raspberry. I think they do those ones really well. And then the, uh, the Le Mans series is like the barrel aged version of those. those. Those are tasty. Yeah, they're really, really good. Beer stores close to you? Anything you want to talk about? It's funny because, I, like I said, I have beer on the wall, but sometimes, like uh, going to order that, like uh, <laughs> for pickup or delivery, it can be tricky because everyone's coming in at the same time and buying all the beers that just are releasing. And so there's not a lot of time to shop. So I have another place that's like a neighborhood place near me. They don't have the same selection, but it's so much more convenient. So like, you know, I haven't been getting as much like Hot Butcher and Phase 3 recently, but I'll go to this neighborhood place and I'll be able to get something, you know, decent and I won't have to like, um, you know, uh, so I can take my time too, you know, like if you're ordering online and you have to get like the ones that everyone is buying and then maybe you want to look for something else. It's like, that's not, uh, that's not fun. <laughs> I hear you. Sometimes shopping online is, 
is hard. You just like to pick stuff, right? The other thing that I notice is that some of the breweries here are putting out really good beers lately, which is good because we want to buy them. But then like you buy a four pack of this and a four pack of that and another four pack, there you go. It's like a dozen beers, right? What do you do? You drink them, right? So it's, <laughs> it's I mean, not necessarily a problem, but. I know, I know what you mean. I've been kind of spoiled because the times when I was going to beer on the wall, they still buy the can. And it's a pretty risky business model because a lot of people are thinking, you know, I want to sell the whole thing. I don't want to be ended end up with all these like random cans, but it, they've, it's really worked for them. Um, well, when they're, when their place is open, they just take any spare cans and put them in the fridge for people to drink on site. Oh, so it's like this great nice. system where they, you know, they sell by the can. And so when I, whenever I've been there in the past before COVID times, you know, I'm, I'm not trying one kind of hazy and if I don't like it, I'm stuck with it. No, I'm like trying seven different, seven different ones that came out that week. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that I've seen some restaurants doing other than filling up, filling up growlers, they also like let you make your four pack or like whatever mix pack or buy single cans. And it's very interesting how price wise I think works these days because if you see, not gonna name the places, but which is gonna be a post COVID, I think thing that we, we're all gonna think about is like how much you pay for stuff, right? Not only beer, but everything else, right? Food, restaurants and everything yeah. else. But like places that like you can get delivered, which is cool that you can get beer or wine and every, everything else delivered these days. But if you order online and you say you're gonna pick it up, it's 50% less than whatever the price. So that shows how much overhead, like a, a Grubhub or a Caviar. Or yeah, that's going to be a huge hurdle. For the business, right? So that's... Because, you know, they say like it takes 66 days to develop a habit. Well, it's been around that time under this, <laughs> under this kind of living. And so how is someone going to go to a place and pay $9 for one beer when, when you can go just pick it up, <laughs> bring it to your house uh, for, you know, way, way cheaper? Um, there has to be like a atmosphere or an entertainment sort of uh, like variable in there. Otherwise, like how is someone going to, after all this time of just picking up their beer, having it at home, talking with, uh, talking virtually with people, then all of a sudden go to a venue and, and pay that for one beer, yeah. same price. Yeah. How much added value you're getting for obviously seeing people, like we miss seeing people, right? <laughs> It, yeah, it, it would be nice to go to a place and sit down and just like be around people. But being around people and not worry about anything is, is going to take a while. right? So, like, I mean, maybe prices are going to have to drop because um, what if a bunch of people say, hey, I'm going and picking up this. You go pick up that and we'll meet at my house. We'll meet at the park and yeah. we'll we'll have uh, we'll cook some food and, you know, <laughs> Like the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one thing that is um, also interesting, well, I haven't seen that happening much here. Uh, here, in terms of breweries, like they release, the, as I said, they've been releasing a lot of good stuff. Sometimes they have to go online to buy, and then it like sells out very quick, and that's fine. Uh, but other places, what I notice, 
is that breweries that used to kind of like hoard their like releases and special beers and whatever, they're being more loose with like with with that, right? Um, whatever comes to mind, and I, I don't think that's necessarily bad. It's just different, right? But I've seen lately like Angry Chair just release one of like their super crazy stouts, whatever. Um, Monkish in the Los Angeles area has been much easier like to buy beer from them. Um, we have friends in common that, that live there and they commented that uh, San Diego I've seen abnormal. So it's it's kind of interesting to see that that change as well, right? Um, I think that the beer culture is definitely changing a lot. Um, and it has a lot to do with what you're kind of driving at. Like there used to be releases every so often and there were used to be hundreds of people outside waiting for it. Now everything's just sort of uh, not being hoarded, just being driven out. And so that part of the beer culture is kind of probably going to be diminished or. Yeah. Well, I don't not. think it's going to be diminished, but it, it's going to change. Right. Um, and the other thing when we we were chatting before before the show that you you mentioned i think it's worth talking about is how many breweries are really going to survive after this right yeah there there's there's probably going to be some that just are too small and haven't don't have the distribution or they're just a small tap room and and they're not going to be able to, you know, have people come there. And so the, the ways to get their product out is going to be too, too slim to, to keep up with expenses. I mean, brewing beer takes up so much room. Some of these places, they have thousands of square feet, yeah. you know, and then they're trying to sell it out the front. And I think that there's going to be definitely some casualties. Them, right? It's working out for some of them, but I don't think if people haven't figured out how like to do the online thing, what's the name of that app that a lot of breweries are using now? Craft Seller? Craft I haven't seller. heard of it. Yeah, it's mostly for breweries to kind of manage their like releases, but like it kind of worked out for, for these days. It's Craft Seller without the A. Uh, before the last R. But you know what? It's time for a second beer. Okay. We're going to go from IPA land to to Pilsner land. How about that? <laughs> Are you big on glassware? Do you, when it comes to the Pilsner, do you get the Pilsner glass out and all that? Or do you just kind of tend to use like your favorite glass for a lot of things? I have too many glasses and probably not a, a proper Pilsner glass. I'm gonna use the Teku, because apparently it works for everything. That's what they say. But no, I probably don't have a good Pilsner glass. It does 
nice color in this one, nice foam. Was a bit concerned about this one. It's always interesting when a brewery that primarily makes like hazy IPAs or IPAs all of a sudden switches to German styles. Is it going to, you know, is it going to be good or not? That's, that's always the question. Well, I'll let you tell us what you think. I think it's pretty damn good actually. <laughs> nice and crispy. I have like a newfound um, respect for like German beers and, and lagers. Like I started, I started studying for this, um, the Cicerone thing. Yeah. And so they have a section that's German and a lot of it has you trying, like a lot of the exercises are like trying drinking beers and like making oh, wow. notes on them. So like, you know, I had not been like, too into like that before but now after all these try uh, samplings it's uh i love it like usually now when if i go to the store i get like some some of the hazy ones or the ones that just kind of came out and then i'll get a, like a pack of lager too just because it's it's pretty refreshing and lighter it is this is a 4.7 abv But you know what? We haven't said what this is yet. We just said like for a brewery that makes hazy beers. We're, <laughs> what, we're, being, are, sus we're being suspenseful. <laughs> yes, we are. So what are we drinking here, Darb? We are drinking a Trillium Pilsner. Never had a Pilsner from them. I'm very excited. It's really good. Have you ever been to uh, Boston? I've been to Boston several times. Nice. Yeah. And I've been to Trillium a few times. Did you go to the one out in Canton or did you just go to the one that's in the city? Like the... All they three have of them. Like a, oh, all three of them? There's a third one? Well, actually there's more, but uh, no, I've been to... So before in downtown uh, in the what is that? I forgot that area there uh, by the convention center. They only had the store. They didn't have a bar. So you just, they had the brewery and that's where they started. So you just show up and you could buy the cans and growlers and stuff like that. Um, that place shut down. Down the street, they open a brew pub, two, like two story brew pub, super awesome. It's probably two years old, not more than that. Uh, it's really awesome. Um, and then they have Canton, which is their large brewery, um, being there, it's also cool. They sell some bottles of beer that you can only consume on site. Uh, so that's also interesting. Um, but they recently, recently, sometime last year, they opened a brew pub close to Fenway Park. And they also have, usually they have their summer beer garden that moves around in Boston. So. Nice. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. Uh, Mickler had a beer celebration there years ago, maybe three yeah, or four years ago. Yeah. 
Were you there? Can't recall. I, I didn't. I, I didn't know you at that time. Did you know other people? Like, did you know Ray and other people? Did you know um, those? No. It's crazy. It is super crazy. Probably brushing shoulders, <laughs> and then oh, yeah, in the in the beer lines and. <laughs> yeah. So how did you like that beer festival? Let's kind of switch to beer. Track, yeah, beer no, that, that one was good because at the time it was a great selection, but they had like the most rigid, um, like it was from, it was from 10 to two or something like that at one thirty, just uniformly, everyone just like, was like, no, you can't have any more. Uh, oh, okay. Let me switch back. Did you go to the one that was inside, like a warehouse kind of thing? Or no, you it was outside. To, you went to that one by Civic Center, the outside with the bands playing. And... Was the outdoors one? It was the outdoors one. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they had two. I forgot they had two. So you you went to the first one. That's cool. Yeah, and they, I still got some of the tokens left. I had just <laughs> bought tokens at at like one twenty five. Oh, and and so I have this whole handful of tokens shuffling around in my hand, and then all of a sudden I can't like get any more samples anywhere. So I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, that's kind of bogus. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I forgot about that first one. That was really cool and was dicey too because it it was in Boston. It was. The weather was okay, but I think it rained a little bit too. There was the rain factor, maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember that much either, but they had. No, it, it didn't rain, but it was kind of like it wasn't super warm. It might have rained. I I don't really totally remember. I just remember they have they had like really cool music bands there. Yeah, they had like a death metal band and sort of like a. An old school like um, like Hawaii ukulele type band. They just had a very yeah, eclectic with a, movie. With a Danish twist, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's kind of cool. Didn't know you you were there. So yes. So did you go to Trillium when you went there? Yeah. Did you go to Canton? No, no, I didn't. Um, I got in an Uber to go to Canton. Um, and um, something came up. I don't know what it was. Probably another brewery in a way. So, <laughs> I don't think I would have been like, uh, I got a better brewery to go to. Can you bring me somewhere else? I think my friend called me and he needed me for something. I was, I was staying at someone's uh, place when I was there. So, okay. So what we never, I think in the show, we never talked about Boston for places. Well, did a little bit with a um, couple people, but what were your beer places when you went to Boston besides the festival and Trillium, if any? I found a couple bars that had like Trillium and Grimm, but I don't like in terms of like the north side, I didn't find all that much. Um, hmm. It seemed, I guess maybe I was hanging out in sort of like the more touristy parts. Hmm. 
Okay. But, but if when I went up a little bit north, I found a place. And then, gosh, if you go to like more south Boston, it's like a totally different place. Yeah. Uh, like whenever you see like Boston in the movies, you think like everyone's going to fight you and stuff. <laughs> and if you're in North Boston, it's not, it's nice. No one talks, you know, no one messes with you or anything. Then when you start going to more of those like Southern parts, you're like, oh, okay, I see it now. Yeah. That's why they have a why they great, call it the, the Southies, right? <laughs> yeah. They have, they have this plate, uh, pizza place called Satter P.O.'s. That's like a famous place where people wait outside and everything like that. I went to eat there inside and that's when I was like, oh, okay, this is what Boston's like. Everyone's like <laughs> swearing and just kind of like, you know, slapping each other. And, you know, it was, it was like out of a movie. <laughs> that's awesome. It's like the departed beer style, <laughs> beer and pizza style. Yeah. If you go like, well, I think it was that time I went to uh, Sam Adams to do the tour. It was all right, just like any brewery tour, right? Especially a, it's not a macro, but bigger brewery. It was okay. Uh, but at the time they had that uh, collab with Mikler. Uh, Sam Adams it? did? Yeah. Oh, at, wow. At the time, yeah, it was called Bugs and Berries. Who is who is Mickler not collabed with? Himself. Yeah. <laughs> that would be weird, uh, but maybe he did. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's in a interesting. You you go through some interesting places in Boston too, you know, to get to Sam Adams. It's not as far as Canton, but it's it's interesting. It's a great city, like. Uh my buddy out there lives like along the coast and yeah. it's just like that kind of lifestyle. Like you could wake up, you could go swimming, surfing, yeah. start your day. That's, that's one of the things we do, We don't quite have here. I think. Yeah. Boston is pretty amazing. It's, it's really cool. Um, talk like talking about traveling in view. Right? I had on my list just because I know you went there, uh, 450 North, Brewing company in Indiana. Yeah, I ran uh, a marathon over in Indianapolis, and I decided to take the pilgrimage down to 450 North. It's about an hour. It's an hour south of Indianapolis. It's like out in the country. Like you get off the highway, and you're driving through uh, fields of crops and and all that for quite some time. <laughs> like, am I lost? Is my phone lost? You definitely feel like, yeah, I'm lost. When it, once you like hit gravel roads and stuff like that, you're like, oh, is this really the way? <laughs> uh, but they have a pretty nice spot over there. All of a sudden you see this brewery and I think they're building like a new, they're building a new facility. It's all made out of wood. It looks like a giant wood cabin, but that wasn't open when I went. They had just had a place to the side that's like their, their existent one. And um, it's kind of a cool place because, like, all these other people are making sort of the pilgrimage there. So you sit at the bar and someone's like, hey, I just came from Kentucky. I just came from California. Like, everyone's, like, going there because they're, they're well known for just making, like, ridiculous, uh, you know, fruit beers. <laughs> yeah, the slushies, right? Yeah, they have, like, these slushies that it's so 
there's so much fruit in it there's chunks of fruit on the rim of your glass that's how it's like playing a smoothie but you get drunk pretty much it's like jamma juice for beer ish right that, uh, yeah pretty much um they they came under fire recently because you know I guess they measured their beers uh, alcohol volume before before they added the fruit. Oh. And so a lot of these beers were they were marked 8% and they were really like 2 or 3. So that kind of really made a lot of people in the beer world upset that that's not like accurate Mark, I think everyone was just embarrassed. Cause they, they had a six there. pack and they thought they were Superman and <laughs> maybe they're not. <laughs> or they just like got, had a bunch and they just got really ripped. And then now everyone's like, you were drinking 2% beers. <laughs> but with that aside, like their beers are super tasty. Like I would still, I, I still recommend people to go there even after all this controversy. And they make really good um, pizzas. Oh, really? So nice. they have like this, I think it's like a, a brick oven pizza, wood fired pizza, something like that, where I ordered a whole pizza. I, lo- I found out later that you can buy by the slice, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting there with this whole pizza. I ate, I ate most of it and it was, it was enormous, um, but it was so good that I just kept eating it. And, you know, they, they make the, that's good. <laughs> So they sell cans there, or you can get growlers too? How does that work? Since it's like fruity. At the time I went, it's really hard to get any cans. They have releases. People come out of the woodwork and drive there and take it all. When I I went there, um, they had um, their juicy nuggets. It's like a, I think it's like a hazy IPA that's got like Citra Amarillo in it. And it's sort of like, their their flagship like one of their main beers the ones that get released like the the rare slushies every other week um, those weren't there but I really like the juicy nuggets beer I brought a couple four packs of that home and everyone that I gave it to really liked it nice yeah I've been I've had a brewery that has similar uh, qualities or style it's called 903903 they're all of Austin, Texas. They're really good. Um, I had a mojito, strawberry, something beer. Oh my god! It did not taste like beer, <laughs> but it was good. It was nice and refreshing. Um, also, what's the other brewery that does a lot of fruity beers? That the Vale. Oh yeah. In That's kind of like how Four Fifty North is. It's like these super strong heavily fruited I think I think they call them Berliner Berliners but when you have like an old school Berliner it doesn't taste anything like that that uh, but basically a heavily a very strong heavily fruited sour and like it t- it's so thick that it, you know it hardly comes out of the can yeah <laughs> that's how the 903 was but I think I've tried three or four of their beers and it was really really good any other beer trips you want to talk about like i know you have a g wakefield t-shirt so <laughs> have you ever been there yeah so last time i went to miami with my wife i was like we have to make a stop 
and we went to Jay Wakefield and it was pretty busy and we sat on our luggage and uh, we, we and I proceeded to sample uh, several several of their beers and I, I, I like that place. I would say if you're going to Miami, that is like the place to go to. They, they got food trucks outside. They got a pretty good selection of beer. It's in a... It's in a pretty cool place of Miami. I think it's called Wynwood. Uh, the Wynwood area, it's sort of like an art district. So people have graffitied all over the place. And including Jay Wakefield's spot, they someone has graffitied all over the garage. I think when I went there, it was like Thanos, Thanos was a, graffitied on there. But it, it, it's kind of like, um, um, it's, it's kind of Star Wars themed. They have inside a lot of Star Wars memorabilia and murals nice. on on the top. So if you're like a Star Wars fan, it's it's definitely a cool place too. I think they got a mural of like Darth Vader and Yoda having a beer or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be cool. Um, so any other places that that you uh, saw? The one place that I was pretty. I had pretty... no idea. I, I knew Indiana. I had an idea about Miami. What else? I was really excited about DC because you told me about a bunch of cool places, but that never happened because everything got canceled. But one thing that I was, I really liked is like Michigan, like the Southwest part of Michigan. There's, there's, I don't even know, maybe 50 or 60 breweries at least that are along that coast. So you might start, uh, you know, where Transient is and Greenbush is if you just keep driving along that coast, there's so many good breweries uh, there. In Grand Rapids and yeah, Grand Rapids is like that's where I stopped. I was going to the top of Michigan for for one of these marathons near the Upper Pen Peninsula, so I made a rest stop in Grand Rapids, and it's just uh, got so many cool breweries for such a small city. I went to uh, the Mitten. Uh, it's it's like a baseball themed um, brewery, so they got a lot of like baseball memorabilia. They don't. What's cool is like, I would say overall in Michigan in general, they're not so like crazy about like okay, we got to have our hazies, we got to have our stouts and our sour. They have like a whole different idea about what they want to do. Like one of the best beers that I had at the Mitten was a mango wheat beer. And it's, you know, it's not something that you'd think is like super trendy nowadays, but it was so good. I, I think I bought like a couple packs just to bring home. Then on the way home from the, from the run, I, I stopped by there again. I was like, I want to check out more breweries, but I, I just stopped by there again because uh, I liked it so much. And they got, they make good pizzas too. Uh, they have a hot, a baseball hot dog style pizza where they put hot dogs, ketchup, mustard, uh, all that stuff on top of it. It sounds gross, but Oh, you roll it up and <laughs> it, it was it yeah. was it was so good. Like um I was skeptical, but someone told me about it and then when I ordered it I I did roll it up and I just started eating it like a giant hot dog and I mean, wow. Um Then I think I stopped by Founders, Shorts. Short? Just, oh, short, a, Shorts? Yeah, so along weird. that coast, if you just keep traveling up, there, there's like so many places. Um, there's Saugatuck. 
I love that Neapolitan yeah. stout they make. But I also had a really what's the other good beer I had from them? Is a maple something maple blueberry. Yeah, and they barrel aged that one too. Oh really? Yeah. But I had a beer that was not good from them. I think it was Banana Foster. They they have like a oh, lot of art my taste. Right? Yeah, they got like a lot of artificial flavorings that they use for their beer and. Sometimes I think they overdo it a little bit. Like everyone likes the idea of a bananas Foster's beer, but if it if it just tastes like like a thousand bananas, you're gonna be like, that's too much. You want to have like the stout, and you want there to be sort of like the the hints of it or flavors, you know, on the palate of it. You don't want to just be drinking banana juice. Yeah. Other than that, I I did go to San Francisco last year, and that was just a mind-blowing beer odyssey. Like, I, I was there for four days, and I just pretty much traveled from brewery to brewery, and there's so oh, much. Were you there for, like, beer? was it a beer trip? Was there a business I was there trip? for a wedding. Wedding, okay. Yeah. I was there for a wedding, but I had so a couple where days did you before. Go? Because we talked about San Francisco before, but we will always talk about San Francisco and beer. <laughs> but tell me, tell me your, tell me your, your story. I just we we, <laughs> my I dragged along my dad. We were going to this wedding. We got a couple days before and after the wedding, and I said we got to hit up a couple breweries, and we basically just Ubered from from place to place. <laughs> And uh, I think a couple times it's like I'm tired. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, but you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> there's so a couple more places go? we got to go to because there's, I, I, there are so many places in San Francisco. Like once you get there, um, I know every city's got a good amount, but San Francisco's got a ridiculous amount of breweries, and it's got like at least five to ten like pretty solid ones. Um, I'm trying to, I think I'm drawing a blank right now. I know Cellar Maker, Alvarado. Uh, so you went Cellar Maker. I love that place. Yeah. The garage door and like it's mm -hmm. super, super like, and their beers. They have a pizza place now. I haven't been to the pizza place. They have a second location that makes pizza. So that's good. Could be good. Maybe That's like the business model of the century. If you make awesome pizzas and then you have awesome beers, it's like people won't even leave. They'll just keep, <laughs> keep they'll just stay in there all day long. That's Russian River too, right? Russian River does. Did you go to Russian River? That's not? one that I regret that I did not go to because I've heard so much about it and I'm all about going out into the middle of nowhere to go on these built beer pilgrimages, but I think that I was like ready to, to take an, we didn't have a car. So I, I, I wanted to take an Uber and I think it said something like it's like 60 bucks each way or something like that. No, no. Uh, how about McKellar? Did it go to McKellar? Yeah. Um, you McKellar, know, that place might be closed by now, right? Well, it is closed temporarily, but I don't know. If I think that's one of the first stops that I, that I made and it was, it was, it was, um, it was cool that they have like a lot of Mickler beers on tap and they, they have it at the temperature that it's served. Yep. 
and I thought that was kind of nice. Um, they the didn't have like good. a food is good too. I hope they come back. <clears throat> Did you go to Tornado? Yeah, that's an amazing place. <laughs> yeah, just that whole city. It's like if you can't find a good beer there, then something's wrong with you. <laughs> well, maybe you just don't like beer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So a bunch of beer festivals got canceled. Yeah. Dark Lord Day got canceled. And the day Dark Lord Day was supposed to happen was sunny and beautiful. That's why you know it, it got canceled. Because usually it rains and it's crappy and shitty. And, <laughs> um, and we talked that interesting that you were at the McKellar beer celebration in Boston before we knew each other. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Fobab in Chicago. Oh yeah, Fobab. I don't think there's anything else like it. I've been to a lot of beer festivals and everything there is barrel aged. Um, so yeah, you get pretty rocked. <laughs> <laughs> There's hardly anything there under like nine, ten percent. Uh, they they have an interesting setup though, like they have all the beer in pitchers, and it's kind of an odd way to serve the beer because it might not be at the perfect temperature. It might be too warm. Is that possible? With well, I was gonna say stouts, but could be any style of beer that is better aged, right? Yeah, I think it, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be it would be terrible if it was like a hazy IPA festival and they just have these things sitting out and getting super warm. Yeah. It really fits like with a lot of these stouts that a lot of those flavors are going to start coming out. But still, if something's sitting out there for too long, you know, it's going to be not not too great. But I mean, there's just so many beers there that you could, you, I don't think you could even have everyone. They have, it's not just like barrel-aged stouts. It's like barrel-aged everything. Mead, yeah, cider. Mead, um, brown ales. Yeah, I tried to have all the beers I couldn't. <laughs> I, yeah, you, you have to be, um, you have to be selective, you know, and a lot of these when there's a lot of good beer available, it's like you can't have all those or you're not going to leave in one piece. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's usually the first day that it snows in Chicago, right? So it's also fun. Yeah, I would say with that one too, like one session is enough. Yeah. Like you're not going to want to buy tickets to all the sessions of that <laughs> one. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to hurt. Um, but you know, what's cool about it too is, um, Goose Island has got like a, a pretty good presence there where they have like their own section and they're just constantly releasing, um, you know, that, that year's, um, Bourbon County. Oh yeah. So like the, all of a sudden they'll put a sign up and it's like, <laughs> here, here's this thing that isn't even like barely came out and, and yeah. you can try it now. And so they tend to just like really overpower the festival. Like you have, 
you have hundreds of barrel-aged beers to choose from, but you'll never see the Goose Island line empty unless they've just announced that they're out of the thing that is on the board. And they're usually not out of everything, right? There's always something there. You can usually get something there, but the moment that it gets announced that there's going to be something, I feel like everyone in the festival <laughs> goes into that line. So what's the over-under on, on FOBAB this year? Do you think it's going to happen or not? I think it's going to happen. I think that, you know, things, it's in November. If, if I can remember first week of November, I think that things are going to be opening up. Um, I'm not a fortune teller, so like, who, who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going to happen in the next few months, but if everything follows these, these like phases, I feel like by November, things are gonna start re reopening to some to some regard. But who knows? You know, this COVID thing might have changed things so much that they're not comfortable with you know having everyone drink from the same things and and being so it's pretty it gets pretty jammed there in the UIC forum. Like it gets pretty packed in there. You never know. Yeah, most of the beer festivals, right? It's there's a lot of people in one confined place. So, is there any? What else is going on in the second half of this year, beer festival? Life? Do you know what I really always wanted to go to, but I always forget or I just lose interest? Is a Great American Beer Festival. ABF, yeah. It just seems to come up and. I didn't get the tickets, and so I'm like, yeah, not doing that, but maybe this will be a good year to go. September 24th through the 26th. So. That one I'd like to see because a lot of people tell me that's like, that's like one of the best festivals. And I've been to a pretty good amount, but I have not been to that one yet. Well, tickets are not on sale yet, probably for the reasons we're talking about. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be hesitant about throwing anything right now, and and I've been pretty gun shy about buying tickets to any any anything stuff. at all, right? Because yeah. you don't know how the people throwing it are going to behave. Like maybe they'll just say, like, "Hey, you know, take well, your money and say bye." <laughs> The Mikeller Beer Festival got postponed to, just like everything else, but this one got postponed to September, I think. So I think Denmark got hit really hard and earlier than the U.S. with COVID. So apparently right now they have their shit together, but um, you never know what's going to happen. Right? But. Yeah, I mean, it's... I've seen that they opened everything up, war pigs, all that. I I think that the festival will probably occur, and that's that's good because maybe that gives me a chance of going. Yeah. You know, I went last year, and my God, it was it was amazing. <laughs> I couldn't make it this year because I was going to Hawaii, but Hawaii got canceled, and everything got canceled, and so, you know. Uh, Maybe, maybe you um, have a chance. Yeah. Maybe that's that's why. Should we go to beer number three? 
Yeah. You have proper glassware for this one? I'm using like the same Pipeworks uh, snifter. I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's totally wrong considering these kind of. So far, which one do you like the best, the IPA or the Tosan? You know, it's like comparing apples and oranges, yeah. but. Sometimes you have to. I will say the lemon cake. Okay. Have you been to Finback? I have not been to Finback. But you've been to, have you been to Evil Twin? I have not been to Evil Twin. Last time I was in New York, they were not open. New York, I like Thorst, which is the bar that used to be from Evil Twin, apparently, but it's no longer that. It's the smaller version of the McKellar bar in San Francisco, in Brooklyn, is Thorst. They also like the menu is like, what beers do you want? It's like by temperature and stuff like that. And it's usually really good beers, uh, mostly from the East Coast, so that's good. Um, Are you drinking already the third beer? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's an interesting one. So Dar, what, what what are we drinking here? Mine looks um Looks like you dumped some water in your beer. <laughs> My, okay. Mine looks clearer than yours. Yeah. This is, apparently we're having technical difficulties here. <laughs> well, we're having a bunch of beers and it's like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Ramos Gin Fizz Milkshake IPA, Tired Hands and Omnipalo. You know, one thing I wanted to bring up is, um, do you, how do you pronounce Omni Omnipalo? Do you do Omnipalo? Just the way that you did, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's not Omnipollo. That's not Mexican. <laughs> I think it's just like Mickler, like well, um, that's a everyone, topic. everyone, everyone pronounces it a different way. And yeah. uh, I don't even know the way I used to pronounce it. It used to be so like off. And then I saw someone in a bar. And he was like, it's, it's Mickler. I was like, oh, wait, are you like Danish? Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Because I got to like certify. No. But yeah, he told me like it's it's the 
it's the first names of uh, Mikkel and Keller and it's Mickler. And I was like saying it's Mick. Well, I heard Mikkeller. Yeah. Mikler. But this is the easy one, right? And Omnipolo. Now you're drinking out of the can. What's going on? <laughs> I'm. Uh, Does it taste better with drinking out of the can? This is light beer, but not that light. I will use. I will use. Are you the dumping glass. some Malort in that? I, I don't know. I don't know what's going. What's going on there? Oh, that's that's got some great. Um, that's got some great color to it. Okay, you got better now. Yeah, but on names like the Danish name, the other beer, that guy that apparently is Mikkel's apprentice, Tool O. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's also like an interesting name, right? Because um, O in, in Danish is beer. Yeah. Or Ul, as they would say. But then there's that other brewery out of Nor Norway, Nogme O. Oh yeah, okay, that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. During a, a Mikeller beer festival, we ran in one of the bars. We we made friends with a couple of Norway, uh, Norwegian people, and that was my first question, and my second and third and fourth because I was drunk. So I'm like, hey, how do you say the name of that beer? And they were like, rolling their eyes like, I'm not <laughs> gonna be able to say that correctly. <laughs> like every other conversation i'm like hey i have a crisis like yeah i'm like yeah something <laughs> like that um yeah yeah it's, it's a good it's, place to make friends with beer and stuff you know people from like scandinavia i think they're like super friendly like when i when i went to the mickler celebration I met a lot of people from like Sweden, Norway. Uh, they're super nice. Oh yeah. But I don't think they like to offer pronunciations of stuff. <laughs> That's off limits. Well, they did, but I, I guess I was being annoying. By, <laughs> by you asked like 30 times. <laughs> I was drunk, I'm sorry. But yeah, eventually, yeah, they taught me, I didn't learn. That's my fault. So how do you like this Gene Fizz milkshake idea? It's it's really good. You know what's kind of weird is I can get the Gin Fizz a little bit at the back end. It's just sort of like a little, it's like a little taste at the end where you get it. It's like you, you'd think like um, if you have like a gin beer, it's going to be really overpowering. But yeah. it's not. It's oh, it's really? a it's a hazy milkshake IPA, and it has it some has gin. I hope it doesn't. It's good. I like the Omni Polo beers too. Entire cans. Yeah. I, Omni Polo was like one of those breweries I just I just loved, but they didn't have that much available here. Like, I don't know what happened. Um, I started seeing their beers like on shelves, and it was a little bit more expensive than yep. 
other beers, but I was still like really liking the flavors that they were putting down. But I think that they have like some distribution. Um, um, it all comes down to distribution, right? That's, yeah. the, that's the problem here. So now for the last part, I have something new-ish here. Can I ask you about some beers? You're gonna tell me what you think about those beers. Oh, quiz, a, lightning, quiz, a, light, a lightning round? Sort of a lightning round, yeah. So cheers, thanks for doing this, clink, clink. Tell me about Firestone Walker Sukaba 2019. Okay. About. <laughs> next. Dark Lord Cantrail next. Okay, yeah. Um, Three Floyds is they're they're stouts. They they got I don't know what they're using, but they, they're just very unique. Like the sugar that they use in them, it's some kind of really it's some really unique sugar that they put in there especially comes through in the chemtrail mix. I think uh, you got pink peppercorns and some kind of uh, Tahitian sugar or they, they use some, they use some, it's, it's one of those beers. Like um, I like it when it just comes out or if it's been cellared well for a while, but if you don't cellar it well, it turns into soy sauce. That's what, how many people describe Dark Lord. Not the special variants, but most of the Dark Lords. It's a little bit on the thinner side, too, I think, in terms of like how stouts go. Yep. Oh, interesting. How about Mai Tai PA from Alvarado Street? I haven't had it, but I think that sounds promising. Your your untapped says you gave five to all these beers. <laughs> Granted, uh, that was well. The last okay, so the, the last one was at the Keller Beer Festival. So, so remember. <laughs> you remember? Or you I think I couldn't even barely read my phone. I'm surprised I logged any of these on Untapped. <laughs> Maybe you have you've never had it. I don't um. Know. Yeah. Wow. But another one that you gave a very high rating. I think. Listen, some of these beers are so good. By the time you're done with them, you don't even like. You got you got to give it a five because that's just the <laughs> state of mind. I get it. But now let's go for the worst ones. I don't usually give anything. If it's not great, I don't usually grade it. That's not true. Huh. Unless somebody used your untapped. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Front toward enemy from Kingston's uh, Kings. Oh, no, no, we're not going to talk about this one. Anyhow, I'm not going to talk about these. Because <laughs> one, I cannot say the name of the brewery. 
They don't exist. <laughs> yeah. The other one you're using their glassware. I'm not gonna go there. Let's go on a higher note. Four seventy-five. It's not five, but it's almost there. Right? You know. So why 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 did let's say Van Hazen from Corridor in Chicago go to four seventy-five, not a five? So I guess this stuff is so subjective, but Absolutely. like you have you have like a really good beer, and you're like, this is amazing. So Van Hazen is corridors, like one of their house hazes. Um, just the uh, everything, the chem the chemistry, the body, the hopping, the uh, the flavor, everything is so good. But you're not like completely blown away. I mean. I think that's like when you have one of these sometimes when you have one of these beers and you're just like wow that is that is crazy uh, yeah. that's the difference I think between the 5 and the 4.75 <laughs> so it was a really good beer how about black gold from central waters do you remember that beer yeah you do because I had it too, I don't remember. I had to look that up. I'm like, oh, I had this at local auction, and I truly do not remember that. Yeah, I remember because someone from Wisconsin brought it and, and brought it for me. Um, mm -hmm. Central Waters makes amazing stouts. I don't. I know that some of the ones like the Cassian Sunset and and those ones are. They, tend to be like a little thin um yep. the the black gold was was um thicker it's pretty good and all what, you, what is that what okay so what do you think um what do you think untaps major purpose is to remember beers to track where you go, <laughs> to track where you go. yeah just like the, what's that? Uh, not Swarm, the other one. Well, I forget the name. You're, you're, you're having... Strava. Um... Strava. <laughs> this... Remember people were like tracking people through Strava. Now they're doing that with Untap and other stuff. So that's what that is. Um, you need untapped because you've been using untapped for too long. You need it. You that, can't remember. You can't remember. <laughs> number two is how much like your taste changes over time too. Yeah. Number one, sometimes like in the beginning, like, I don't know, I like like brown ale because it tastes like, I don't know. Malt. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Like, um, like brown ales and ESBs. Um, I've always been really harsh on because I'm like, this is a pretty boring beer, in my opinion. Yep. Like it's got some of the toasty, nutty notes and some hops, but it's not going all the way. It's sort mm -hmm. of like a watered down, you know, actual beer. But now, I don't know, as I've gotten older, I've had more ESBs and brown ales. Like I kind of get it. Like uh, it's it's making more sense now. Like, uh, maybe good. if you because maybe you just don't want like to be fully hot blasted or 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 just like i have a huge like 
strong, nutty, you know, caramelly, malty beer. Maybe you want to like cut it back a little bit. And then there's like, there's a certain degree of like um, area where you could make a nice beer in that, in, in that whole region, you know, like what if you want to like, it's not you either go like light or you go stout. There's like this whole spectrum, I think in between. And uh, good. And this Omni Palo is great. Why do you like it? Now it looks right. It doesn't look like weird. Have you ever had one of their like milkshake IPAs? Maybe. Uh, when I was in when I was in Copenhagen, yes. Um, yep. That 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 whole week was crazy because not only in the main fest that they have like a lot of good Omni Palo beers, but they have all these pop ups and takeovers that happen like around the festival, and yep. so like these these little um, these little like campers pull up like in front of <laughs> breweries and they have like you know they'll have like 12 they'll have like 12 Omnipalo hazies like on tap right now and you're like oh wow <laughs> and so uh i tried a lot i tried a lot there in terms of like Omnipalo's distribution here it's been really they had the mango lasty they had a lot of one-offs that made it here and i liked all of them like recently they had the nebuchadnezzar and agamemnon beers here but uh what's cool is like you know beer temple by us gets like these one-offs with omnipalo that yeah recently i got uh like they had one can of i think was bianca lassi or something like that so I got but on the, they get kegs though. They get like um, they had maple, oh, yeah. barrel aged maple Agamemnon. Then they had one of the best beers I've ever had in general was an Omni Palo beer. It was a barrel aged blueberry cheesecake stout. I think uh, they but, had their like anniversary or something like that. It was super awesome. I know. I I had that beer and I was like, this is is so. <laughs> so good insanely good i you know how you have like a whole menu and then you'll try one and then you'll try like another one there's some days where you're just like no i'll have another one of that please i'm not yeah. gonna have it i think that keg was kicked by the time i was gone though i didn't drink the whole thing but you know. maybe you did you never know <laughs> what um what is your one of your favorite breweries in in Chicago in Chicago I like gotta think about this I think I like Pipeworks for their stouts I like Mars but Mars there's a lot of their beers that maybe I don't understand their flavor. They're very similar to me. Um, Hop Butcher, I like their um, IPAs, but kind of the same problem. Maybe I don't know how to differentiate like whatever is good or bad. Not Chicago, but Chicagoland, 18th Street. I like their beers. It's just consistent. 
but there's a lot of cannot pick and choose like oh this is like if you put like three of them three stouts in front of me unless it's like the what's the what i call the huna killer the what is that uh, it's not devils something fuck it's one of your favorite years according <laughs> to uh, we need to get you some ginkgo biloba or something no, i'm just old saint john saint john's wort i need like a triple dose of that <laughs> well so what what's the, what's the beer you're trying to remember is it 18th street beer 18th street the cinnamon like the Mexican. Uh, is it a bitches bank variant? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't want to bank. say the swear word, so then yeah. <laughs> no, bitches bank. I like bitches bank, but he, other than bitches bank, if you put like their stouts in front of me, I'm not gonna be able to say like this is whatever and this is whatever. So I think they're very similar. Um, those might be my my favorite breweries. Obviously, I like phase three. Um, how about you? Um, so, I mean, I like a lot of, I, I like to try a lot of the phase three and hop butcher stuff like you because I feel like in terms of like hop flavor, it's through the roof. There's nothing comparable to it. If you want a mosaic beer, uh, these beers have like a truckload of mosaic in them. It's, it's insane. So I will try to try one of those on a weekly basis. I think Chicago is also lucky that it has really good German, German beers going. Uh, we have dovetail. Uh, we have, we have uh, Pipeworks that just came out with a series where they could do a Hefeweizen, a Pilsner, couple other german styles a lot of people are making german beer here and a lot of it's like super good it's just like the pilsner that we had together yep and apparently phase three came out with a german beer last week i haven't had it but apparently it's really good sorry to interrupt you go ahead and then like in general i i like to i like pipeworks a lot like I feel like they haven't really went into the hazy trend fully. Mm -hmm. Like they, they did start making some and they call them uh, double uh, oat, double oat IPAs. Like, so mm -hmm. they skirt around going, you know, calling it a hazy, but it's pretty much like a pretty bitter, a bitter variant of a hazy beer. So not so much the milkshake side, more like heavily hopped, uh, on the front end and back end and nice and they've always like sort of like been experimental at the same time like they make so many interesting beers and they have so many interesting flagships uh the the ninja versus unicorn and the lizard king and some of the things that they just are like their main beers are just amazing yep and i really like them and then You know, honestly, one of my favorite breweries is not from Chicago. Um, I got to try this one brewery called Hammerheart. It's from Minnesota. 
and they have this kind of like Viking smoked beer thing going on. So they have a mesquite porter. Uh, they have a smoked Hell's Lager. Most of their stuff is smoked. And you know how I'm like super into smoke stuff now. Yeah. But it's, it's super hard to get. But for some reason, Beer, Beer Temple has had selections from them nice. throughout the year. And so I really started liking their beer. Like I hope that they're able to break into the Chicago market. I know how hard it is. But I think that the thing that they're making is like pretty unique. Because I don't know if a lot of people touch smoked beer that much. I know Dovetail and Pipeworks has made like a Roush beer or smoked beer kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's not something that's generally popular or people really like to make. I don't know. Do you get down with the smoked beers at all or you kind of avoid them? It's hit and miss. It depends. Not a huge fan, I guess. If it is like their wage in some sort of like Isley, like whiskey kind of thing, like Lafroy, then I like it. If it's just like straight I, up like Roush beer, it, it depends, right? It's crazy that you bring up Islay um, because I love Islay scotch, yeah. but I don't, I've tried a couple Islay um, uh, beer, barreled beers and they've been like terrible. Goose Island made one and, um, Lake Effect made one, mm. and it it tends to just overpower the beer too too much. Ooh, yeah. Like it's too peaty. Yep. It's way too peaty. And you know, it's weird because Islay is usually like it's usually uh, synonymous with like over peatiness because of Ardberg. But like a lot of the other Islay scotches are not so peaty, but they're near the ocean, so they have a minerally salty kind of taste i like those ones a lot I, w I i wish they'd maybe try one with that style i don't know if listen if you could brew a beer what would you like at home what would you make peanut butter <laughs> porter did you ever try the peanut butter porter that i made no it's in the fridge Oh my gosh, that thing is ancient by now. Like, but it's been always in the fridge. Should the, um, the the satisfaction guarantee has long expired on that one. I love the label. <laughs> yeah, what do they call it? I call it group showers. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite um, beers to make. Um, Around that time, I was super into cold brew coffee, yep. and I was into, I wanted to put peanut butter in something, and it just it just came together. I also like hazelnut porters. Um, yeah. Now it's not like out season, so yeah, whatever. I'll just drink IPAs and Berliners and fruity beers and... Have you ever had any interest in like, um, like brewing a beer? Like I tried, I sucked, I gave up. Oh wow! Yeah, probably had like stale, not not stale, but old ingredients. So the beer tasted like a very 
weak and bad Gatorade. So then I got very frustrated and just decided to drink here, not make here. But listen, I'm the one asking the questions here, so. <laughs> so we're towards the end here. Oh, I got two things. Number one, if you wanna be followed, if you want people to follow you, like what's your Instagram, untapped, or cut, whatever or nothing people don't follow you they enjoyed your presence here and thank you very much and see you next time or okay so instagram is darblarsis all together no space no underscore it's darb and then underscore larsis okay uh, my untapped is b susra 84 wow that's that's different Orca? No. Pinterest? No. <laughs> Pinterest. But I found a guy you should follow on Instagram. Oh, yeah? Yes. What's his name? J-U-J-I-M-U-F-U. And everybody else should follow this guy, too. Might inspire you for some stuff. So J U J I M U F U. I know you're like, why don't you do this later? I'm doing it right now. <laughs> no, no, you should do that now because I want to see the reaction. Because the videos are just awesome. J U J I M U F U. Okay. I'm here. Wow. This, this, uh, why would you, why would you think, uh, I'd want to look at this? I think people would be amazed by this. I was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, there's a huge bodybuilder guy and he likes to like, you know, you should watch the couch one. The couch one is pretty amazing. He likes to lift heavy stuff. But he breaks shit and stuff like that. He does not drink beer, although there is a beer thing there, but he really doesn't like beer. A lot of people don't like beer. Yeah, some people uh, like beer that don't taste like beer, but we're going that way too. So. Well, I think that's it. All right. Mr. Well, Garb, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for I having me on. I hope people enjoyed. If they did not enjoy, they're going to call call to speak to the manager, and I'll direct them yeah. to you. If you have any problems with the quality, uh, just message me on Untapped or the Instagram handle that I've given, and I'll handle your concerns in a timely manner. Very good. I, I really appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> Is our, uh, forget the name of that too. Yeah, I need Ginkgo really bad. He's our ombudsman. That's what. The, A the Ginkgo word. hopped beer. There you go. So you're not gonna, you don't need untapped them.
<laughs> That's a solution for that. So with that, thank you very much. If you guys want to send us emails or hit us up or whatever, it's like what no, no crappy beers at protonmail.com. Or we're going to be here. We're not going anywhere, you know, like with COVID and stuff. We're, we're going to be drinking beers and talking about beers. So see you all. Bye, Darb. Bye.